It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I'm a little out of it. We've been in 14 countries in seven weeks. Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do, of course. If you uh, if you like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to make it a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones at uh, any of the usual spaces like uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast at NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. But if you subscribe over at Apple Podcasts, you're actually going to help us out uh, quite a bit over there. Uh, you hit the follow button, then you leave a review of this series, what you like about it. Take a screenshot of that review and then head to the link in the show notes and you can drop it in. And uh, not only will you help this podcast grow, but you might also win some great merch from Consequence and we'll be shouting out winners all this month. Uh, That's over at Apple Podcasts. And of course, there's always great reasons why you should subscribe. Uh, Like some of my recent guests dropping by, including Roseanne Cash, uh, Kate Siegel, we talked about the uh, fall of the House of Usher with Kate. Shelley Hennig, who's in Obliterated on uh, on Netflix. We had director McGee on to uh, discuss Family Switch on Netflix. Uh, the band X Ambassadors, Chicago, R.E.M., the cast of Goosebumps, the uh, director of Hunger Games, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Dolly Parton were both here. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest is Stacy Kent. Going to be talking to the uh, jazz vocalist about her new album, Summer Me, Winter Me. It's an album that uh, collects songs that fans had requested at her live show over the years, but uh, had never recorded. So Stacy's going to discuss how this ragtag group of songs still makes up an album that, that flows, uh, why she loves the, as she says, the ephemeral quality of playing live, and what new bits she found in these decades-old songs. Uh, Stacy also tells us why she recorded two different versions of Nimikita Pa and the changes that uh, the track Postcard Lover has gone through over the past decade and 
Why We Love a Waltz and a Sad Song. It's all that and more. We're talking Summer Me, Winter Me. It's Kyle Meredith with Stacey Kent. Hello. Yeah, pleasure to meet you. I've been such a longtime listener and follower of what you've been doing. And and this new little record is kind of a, a, a what what do you call this? It's it's like a little surprise treat that you've uh, that you've given the fans. Is that right? It is. I, I'm calling it my unofficial requests album because and this is delightful because this was not a record that we set out to make. And that makes it, you know, all the more fun in its own way, because what happened was, you know, we play live a lot. We tour a lot. And people come to the signings after the show and they're going through the CDs and they go, which one is this song on that you just sang? Which one is that one on? And I would go, oh, it's not on a record. We would, we haven't recorded that yet. Cause just for whatever reason, there are certain songs that just, we play live, but they haven't made a home on a record. And so I write this down because I write everything down. I have my, I am pretty obsessive about my lists and my spreadsheets things that I want to do, things that we're planning to do, things are color-coded according to, you know, what kind of stage they're in. And I started to compile this list of the songs that people kept asking for that we hadn't recorded. And we thought, you know, this would make a great record. And I don't know if we knew this at the time. What I'm so pleased about and proud of is I think that this collection makes such a great collection, but it is just that random. There was no rhyme or reason to the collecting of these songs. I suppose the only rhyme or reason is that there are other songs that were on the list that we just didn't end up recording and they'll, you know, find their way onto another record. Life is long and there are lots of records to make and they will find their way onto a record at a different time. Because everything we play live, we eventually probably do record. But anyway, that's how we came to make it because people kept saying, where is this song? And they were adamant about it. And I love that. I love that kind of, um, you know, declaration from the fans of what they want to go home with. It's kind of interesting. It's got to be interesting, I should say, from the artist's point of view, because because as you're creating, as you're either writing or 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 just playing, like some songs you might think, oh, it's for the moment, you know, and and you know, and not maybe not hit you that it's going to arrive to listeners the same way that you put it out there, you know, but at the same time, when you put together an album, when any artist puts together an album, a lot of times, whether they mean to or not, you know, themes will, you know, come up or, or you'll notice the thread between them. When you've got something like this, that is a bit of a ragtag. I mean, these are still the songs you chose. Do you find that it works in that way at all? Uh, you know, when, when you're able to kind of step back and see the bigger picture? So there's no actual tie. And yet I feel like as a package, they are really cohesive. Having said that, these days, listening to the records is such a different experience. Some people buy it on vinyl and CD and other people will stream. And we want to appeal to all people. Some people are going to listen to just one song. Or even if you do own the CD or the vinyl, you might not listen to the whole record. Maybe you listen to only one side and not the other. The, the great thing is, Kyle, when you make a record, we are so aware, and we learned this from our one of our great heroes, Jobim, who would talk to his friends who were writers coming up composers coming up after him and he always said with his wisdom once you make the record and you launch it out into the world it's no longer yours how people choose to listen to it where they do how long they listen for whatever order what they're doing at the time it's no longer your baby it's theirs and I love that I love handing it to the world for them to choose how they want to listen to it 
But of course, as the person making it, I do hope to make a cohesive, coherent package, which is a fun listening journey. You still, we are fastidious about the order that we put them in and the flow of the record. Um, one thing which I'll talk about specifically, which was track three and track 11 were very purpose, purposeful because that's the same song. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But um, I, so I'm kind of obsessive about it at the time. And then you put it out there and it no longer matters how you feel about it because your own subjective view of it is going to be quite different from the listener's experience. But I so loved putting this together because it was kind of like visiting old friends, you know, because some of these songs we hadn't actually played for a while. Songs, listen, I love to play live and I love the ephemeral quality of live. Um, and I guess everybody's going to say something different to you, but I enjoy, you know, like the chef who makes something and it's eaten and it's gone. That quality is such a delicious, poignant part of it. Um, so to put these down in a permanent way is a funny thing, right? Um, because you're taking it out of the ephemeral and into the permanent, um, but there will always be that ephemeral. And every night is different anyway. Every every live performance is different anyway. So these are some of the aspects of, of why it was so much fun to make and how we could make it one coherent package. And yet at the same time, not just let it be, let it happen very organically. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Stacy Kent. But hearing you talk about, and I don't know how far back some of these go, but no, as you said, some of these you haven't done in quite a while. Does that give you the opportunity? I mean, do you find something new when you started saying, all right, we're recording this? I mean, something that may have been further back, you know, in your in your timeline. Does it does it does it present something that you didn't see before? Totally. And it always does, because the 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 inevitable fact is we're going along in our lives. We're growing, we're maturing. Our visions, even though your sensibility might be the same things are changing and the, the little nuances are changing all along the way. Right. And so how I sing a song today or feel about it is quite different to how I sang it or felt about it. When I say quite different, this this is like cracks and canyons, right? Because it's not that different. And yet it's fantastically different at the same time. That's one of my little joys. Um, so for example, you know, I'm going to give you an example of a, a a different song from a different album, but it's a real marker. Um, I enjoy going back and recording the same song sometimes or returning to songs years later. And last year was a big one because we re-recorded our Tomlinson Ishiguro song, I Wish I Could Go Traveling Again. Um, and we hadn't recorded that for about 10 years. And when I came to sing it again and record it again, Jim, re- Jim my husband, who's also my arranger, composer, producer, everything, everybody who knows me knows Jim. Um, It was a different arrangement, but it wasn't just the arrangement that made it different. I felt like, oh, I had grown up and into this song. So that was a very long-winded way of saying, yes, absolutely. There's always something different. Here's another example that I'm going to use. You know, some people like to go, let's say they go on a holiday and they'll go to a different place every single year. And then they just want to go, go, go and explore and see new things all the time. And then other people will go back to the same auberge and the same notch and the same table with the same, you know, waiting staff, etc. cetera. And um, yet the clientele will be different. I like the fact, this is another thing that I want to throw out into the world, how we approach it. For me, I love going back to a song that I know so well, but the time has changed And so I get to see those little tiny infinitesimal differences. That is such a part of the fun. And I'm realizing as we're talking this, this is such the perfect segue to bring up Postcard Lovers, because here's a song that has existed for a while. It was on a, what, the live album Dreamer in concert a decade ago. And uh, so what, I mean, is there any specific reason as in the context of what we're talking about, why did this one raise its hand? And this felt perfect for this album for this reason. I'm I'm glad you asked about this because it was one that absolutely needed to belong in the collection. Not that anybody out there would necessarily know, but we knew. When we came to make Dreamer in concert, um, Kazuo Shigoro, for those who don't know, he's the Nobel author, right, of Remains of the Day and Never Let Me Go, et cetera. And he writes my lyrics. 
And he and Jim have been working together for me on songs since 2006. And some songs he, we always start with the lyric and he writes a lyric and sometimes Jim will just boom, he's right there with the composition. And other times he's left them on the piano for kind of, you know, eight years. You know, you just don't know when he's going to come to to write the song. And um, Ish kind of makes fun of Jim. He just said it this week when he said, yeah, Jim, that took you eight years to write that particular song when we were talking about maybe it was Craggy Byrne from songs from other places. But anyway, with Postcard Lovers, Ish wrote the lyric. Jim wrote a song because the lyric arrived right before we were about to make that live record dreamer and concert live at the Seagal in Paris. And so he wrote the song and we recorded it. And it was good. You know, people loved it. And so there was a great reception. But for us, there was an itch. For Jim, there was particularly an itch. He kept talking about it like it wasn't done. And I said, yeah. One day I said to him, I feel like this is a song in 3-4. The, the meter was off kilter or something. And he went away. I didn't even know he was doing this. And he went back to the drawing board. He went to his studio and he came back. I didn't realize he was going to come back with a complete rewrite. The lyric was exactly the same. The melody was based on the same melody. But since he had changed the meter, so much had shifted in this song. And suddenly it was just like this perfect fit. What was funny was that people kept requesting the song. So it wasn't a song that we hadn't recorded before. But since Jim had done the rewrite, and he just did it for himself or for us, it wasn't, there was no, um, we were going to play it live that way. But there was no um, decision that we were going to go ahead and re-record it. And then when the album came up, we went, no, of course, this belongs on the record. So people who know that version from Dreamer and know it as a different song and, re and request it all the time, because we get constant requests. People come and find us on our social media pages. They say, hey, I'm coming to see you in Istanbul. I know this from the record. Can you play this live? I mean, we get this kind of interaction from the fans all the time. People were constantly asking for postcard lovers. And we thought, well, let's just, you know, come out with this new recording and see what happens. And uh, so that's why it belonged there. And there's something about a waltz every single time. There is something about Oh, my a waltz. God. Isn't there? And we were just talking about this yesterday. There are a few three, four songs on this record. And it just goes to show how much I like the lilt of the waltz. There is, as you just said, there's something about the waltz. But people keep asking for it, too. And I think emotionally, people aren't watching this because this is a, a radio, but you can see that I'm making this, this visual of the push-pull. There's something about the three that fits this emotionally because, you're, you know, it's like the swell of the wave, right? You're up, you're over here, then you, re then you retract, then you're back over here, then you kind of come back. And so the, the three-four is so satisfying from a rhythmic point of view and from an emotional point of view. And some of my favorite songs, like Avec le Temps, um, that one, Postcards, they just, we keep finding our way to 3-4 and so do the fans. And we'll be right back, right after this. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Stacy Kent. And pointing out, you know, some other fantastic tracks on here. Uh, thinking about uh, The Rain, a song that isn't finished yet. And 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 quickly bringing up that these lyrics that you're talking about uh, will be featured in the book, right? The, uh, the summer we yeah. crossed Europe in the rain, which kind yeah. of just puts the spotlight on the lyrics, which I love. But then, because you also brought this up earlier, Nemekitaba. And here we have two versions of it. You have the somewhat traditional, and then we have if you go away. One is sweet, and the other one begs. And that's the beauty, for me, the beauty of these two. You know, one one sounds desperate, while the other, you know. So please do, you know, why? why? What, that's, the, that's the obvious question, right? Why? Oh, my God. I love this question. I love that you've asked it, because I'm so excited about how this evolved everything about this album really is so organic and so fan driven so here's another thing that would go on with fans after the show so let's say we'd be at a show we've been playing numikipa and if you go away for a few years not a ton of years but a bunch of years and we'd play it live and there was always the discussion not only which album is it on but then there would be this discussion slash debate quite literally between the fans particularly in the franco file countries but everywhere because it's a famous song and it's iconic and people would end up talking to not only me but amongst themselves there would be fan conversation going i like if you go away like better i like Nimikitpa better and the fact that this has been and this wasn't just once or twice i honestly this is so funny because it was a constant thing and i would go backstage after the show and i would tell art or jim you know i'd say oh my god it happened again People get into this, I mean, I'm not going to call it a heated battle, but it was like a debate. People were very adamant about which one they preferred. And the one that they felt, they just loved the song, but they felt really heartfelt by the things that you're describing. The one that's a little bit sweeter and lighter, like there's a little bit of an ellipsis at the end of the sh- a song, like there's a, still some hope. And the other one, which is just so bleak, there's no hope. No hope. <laughs> and... I love that you just pointed that out because it's exactly what it's like and why we decided that we would run with one version. We thought, okay, you know, I'm going to call it a daring, but it's not that daring. You know, it's not like it's uh, walking a tightrope or anything, but there was something kind of bold about taking the same song and putting it on the same album twice. You know, people are either going to go shrug and go, what is this doing here? Why am I hearing this again? Or the people who've come up to me, and this, this is what makes me feel so good because the record's been out two weeks and people are going, oh, wow, I feel like I'm listening to the same, to a different song, even though it's the same song. So we put one on purposely early in the record and emotionally it feels like it belongs there. And then we finish at the very end at track 11 with the really bleak one. So one has the string quartet and the clarinet and it does have that lilt, right? So the the spirit is just, it's sad, but it's poignant and it's melancholic, but it's okay. It's very reflective. The protagonist, she's just talking to herself, but there's, it's going to be okay. And then we end that one where 
we decided the way for me to come in was I would be completely acapella, right? I'm all alone. It's so desolate. And then the piano kind of trails after me. And even for people who don't speak French word, word for word, it doesn't matter. The spirit is still very much there. I know people feel that way because that's how I feel when I'm listening to music from a country where I don't speak the language. You're still getting it emotionally, even if you don't understand word for word. And so we wanted to take them on two completely different emotional journeys with the same song. And that's where I feel like it was a real success story because people are telling me that they're having these two different experiences. But again, totally fan led, totally fan driven because they asked for that. And we thought, all right, well, let's do it. I love that as a as as an as a journey for an album. That's how we end. Just completely like no. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're left at the end of it. Like no hope. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's so funny because one, my sister did say to me, "This is songs." She said, "This belongs on the album called Songs to Jump Off a Bridge to." <laughs> That's nice. That's nicely. Put. I know. That's yeah. but that's what sisters are for, right? Right. Uh, she's come to my live shows and she's heard both versions mm -hmm. and she has pointed out that it's just so bleak. And I think maybe the last time she came to see me, I can't remember where we were. And I had put two of those, you know, killer songs in the same set. And she said, really? Really? <laughs> um, it, sometimes we just want to go there. Um Okay, can I tell you one story? Sure. So we're talking about the fans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm so fueled by the people and I've just come off this tour, right? I told you at the beginning, we, we were just on this colossal tour. 14 countries, seven weeks. We did signings after the shows and we're talking to people and they are my fuel. They are my nourishment. I hear amazing stories from people. And on the very last night of the very, very last country, we finished in Copenhagen and... A woman comes up and she waits to be the last signature as well. And her story, story was very dark, but also very hopeful. Um, it wasn't about this record. It was about the record that I made in 2010, Raconte-moi. She said, I got divorced in 2010 and life was so bleak for me that I thought, what else can I do but go travel around Asia all by myself? So she goes to Asia by herself for a few months just to transition and be okay and she said I got to Bangkok my first stop and I heard your album Raconte-moi my French record and she said I picked it up and I took it with me on the rest of my travels for the next few months and she said you were my I can't say what she said she was so poetic she said you were my heartbreak and you were my light or something like that and she said this is the first time she'd heard me live since that trip and it's 13 years later. She said, I came to see you tonight and I was okay. And I smiled all the way through, but I was also so heartbroken all the way through too. And she said, but I want to feel that I do, but now it's okay to feel it. She was so thorough in what she said. And I knew exactly what she meant. You know, all these songs are written for that reason. It's like the pain is there. It's so painful. Allah, my sister's reference. And yet it's pain that you want to feel because it makes you feel like you're feeling. It makes you feel, you want to feel, you want to feel alive and you want to feel that pain because it makes you feel alive. It's affirming. And she was the testament to that. And the fact that my tour ended with that particular comment from that particular woman was such a, 
was such a stamp of why I made this record and how I came to make this record. And I thought, oh my God, I couldn't have written this, you know? It was such a signature. Yeah. My 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 son, he's 16 now, but when he was uh, five or so, we were in the car and I don't remember what song was playing, but he 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 gets me from the back seat and says, Dad, why do all the songs that you like are sad? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think I know how to explain that to a five-year-old right now, but you said it perfectly in all of that. But and I um, love how perceptive that is at five. Yeah. It's no thanks. He knew it. It's like, all your favorite songs are sad. Like, yeah, not all of them, but I get what you're saying. It's, yeah, you're picking up on that mood. And uh, and it is. Sometimes you just want to lean into it. Um, I quickly wanted also the playfulness of the vocals and show me. Uh, I think Jim playing guitar on uh, Corcovado. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, it's so, yeah. I love hearing all of that. And I mean, it's, I could just go down the list and I think I am going down the list, but so many moments on this record, you know, the adventure that you take us on is so fun and moving. And I'm so glad these songs came together in the way they did. So, Aww. so, you know, kudos to all of your fans for pushing you to make this, but seriously, congratulations on what could have been a weird little record. and ends up just being a, another fantastic record that you've put out. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled I'm, that you like it, especially as a human being who loves, you know, I know what you, where you like to go. And I love that we were able to take you to that place. And um, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm thrilled. It kind of feels it's not live, but because they are the live songs, there's something about it that makes me feel like it's a gig, you know? It's a little memento of a gig, even though we might might not play those songs in that order on a stage. It does have that gig kind of feel to me anyway. And um, I love making records, but, you know, wow, there's nothing like playing live because in the end, what we realize is that what we do here, you and me and all the people tuned in is it's just such a human experience. And we're just humans having our experience and sharing that experience and um, now more than ever, obviously, you know, to, to tilt our hats here at the tip our hats to the COVID lockdown. Now more than ever, everything just feels so intense. Like there's just all the more reason, all the more intensity to go out and share music and share these very, very human moments. And that's all I wanted to do is make a human moment. Stacy, thank you for continuing to share your experiences with us. I really do appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today. Really great to talk to you, Kyle. Thank you so much. And my thanks to Stacy Kent. The new album is Summer Me, Winter Me. Thanks to you, of course, again, for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. If you like what you heard, I'll do uh, three new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones at Spotify, Apple Podcast, at uh, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of classics from the 90s, 80s, 70s. We do the best in new music. Uh, you get uh, bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. Uh, one of my recent shows featured the music of uh, Vashti Bunyan, uh, Joan Baez, Boy Genius, The Ramones, The Smiths, Gomez, Tao with Get Down, Stay Down, The Aquanets, The Clash, Duran Duran, 
Big Thief, New Pornographers, R.E.M., Dave Matthews Band, Jane's Addiction, uh, Porno for Pyros, Groove Armada, The Pixies, My Morning Jacket, and it had my interview with Johnny Marr. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you. And thank you for your patience at the beginning and my flakiness in my jet lag. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.